Come on in, guys. Back to talking llama back on our u.s coverage we've been going hard on the australian season and that is still continuing but it is time to look ahead to season 42 of u.s survivor premiering next week march 9th jared heading into 42 how are you feeling overall about the season maybe survivor as a whole are you excited a little apprehensive maybe after last season what do you think i'm i'm both um i'm Definitely more apprehensive um, than I would be for a typical season pre-Winners at War. Uh, I mean, we've we've talked about this a little bit where we think, you know, this one could, could pretty much resemble 41, um, at least as far as like the cast structure with 18 people and some of the, uh, I guess you could call them gimmicks that they're going to bring back. Um, yep features maybe would be a, a better way to put it now gimmick is more insulting so let's go with gimmick okay yeah gimmicks um yeah so i'm that's that's what i'm a little down on right now um but i i don't know i was looking through the cast and um obviously you know we're gonna be going over that a little bit today but it i it's getting my spirits back up a little bit i'm i don't know um yeah, it's we're we're gonna have to see. I think this could be the test of if a cast can actually overcome all of the other, um, you know, bells and whistles that they like to put in the show if they don't, you know, if they're not designed super well. Yeah, and I echo that pretty closely. Um, I've said before, I'm sure I'll say it again, including right now, the cast is the main thing for me. So even if the the twists and gimmicks and whatever else they the production throws in don't work. If the cast is good, it can make up for that, overcome it at least to a degree. Last season was kind of a a, a battle in that sense because I I liked the cast quite a bit, but everything else about it was was not great. Um, or most other things I should say were not great. So it was kind of a the the yin and the yin and the yang were in full effect there. So hopefully it'll be a little more balanced this season. But like you said, I doubt it will be. Because we know that they filmed basically back to back. So they didn't have time to take into account how bad some of this stuff played. And like we're seeing with the current Australian season, the season six last year was had an overabundance of twists and advantages and, and gimmicks. And people, fans almost universally hated them. This season, way more straightforward. A couple small things, nothing major. And it's, it's so much better in that regard. Um, so when production actually takes into account how a previous season goes it can make a big difference and we kind of touched on this in the 41 wrap-up that season 43 is probably going to be the bigger test and you know barometer of, of where things stand with you with us survivor just because they'll have now two seasons two or one i'm not sure where the casting or filming time is at least one full season probably two to really take into account what worked and what didn't which is most of the twists because um, we do know that a lot of it's going to be back. We'll touch on these a little bit before we get into the cast. That'll be the main 
main preview or content for this episode here. Um, the beware advantage is back. We know that. I don't like yes. it for idols. I still don't like it for idols. I know some people enjoy the the, the dumb phrases, but doesn't work for me. Forty three again will be very interesting for that regard because it'll be, everyone will be watching for it by that point. Um, I don't mind it for other advantages. I like people taking some risk or and going for something they know is going to have some risk to it. The shot in the dark is back. Okay, didn't really play into the the season last time, so I don't really care. So we'll see how that goes this season. Um, I the as for the do or die knowledge is power the ship wheel island. Do we know for sure if those are coming back? I you would have a better idea than me. Um, I I would assume so though. I think the do or die is coming back. It could be wrong. Um, the the hourglass twist might be coming back again. We know how much we done that was. So they're starting kind of at the behind the starting line. I would say they've got some some ground to make up, and and hopefully the the cast will play into that and let's just go into it we'll go tribe by tribe again like you mentioned it's three tribes of six um so the the ica tribe uh which will be wearing blue is drea 35 a fitness consultant roxroy what a name 44 stay-at-home dad romeo 37 a pageant coach swathy goal uh, or swathy 19 ivy league student she's the youngest player this season tori mian 25 therapist as far as I know, not related to Don Meehan. I don't know if you thought of that. I question that as well. I, I actually looked it up, and um, Tori's from Arkansas, so I would guess I would guess no. Yeah. And then finishing off, Ica is Zach, 22, and a student. Um, before we go into maybe individually, um, cast as a whole, what uh, what was your impression? I know we've gotten a lot of written, written interviews, a few video interviews. Um, not everyone has been released, at least not on the Survivor Twitter page where we were looking at. So as always, just pure speculation, just for the fun of it, see what the season might hold. What's your initial impression overall of, of the full cast here? Well, I, I like reading the bios. That's, that's what gets me excited. Um, and I think ironically, it's because I read bios in such a judgmental way where I'm just looking for everything that I'm either going to love or hate about someone without even seeing them like huh. move, like seeing their face movements or anything. I just like, I love going in and forming these strong opinions beforehand. And um, there's, there's a lot of people that made me feel strongly, but I don't know if that's just because that's how I go into it or if that's because that's actually how they're going to be. And one thing I noticed um and maybe, maybe I just never fully noticed it. Or I'm just forgetting a lot of people in this cast talked about how their like career will play into survivor here. And I feel like people really overvalue their career skills yep. and how it impacts them on survivor. And we'll get, we'll get into that. Um, so like Drea, she is a, a leader. She's self-described leader and thinks that can help her, but, how does that pay? hundred grand a year, probably just okay. job out leader. Um, and a lot of people who take on the leadership role, they get not, they get bounced out early on. Um, so it's kind of a, a risk reward depending on how the season is structured, how the cast goes about it. A leader could be someone that 
people don't like having them take control or they or they they kind of unify the tribe. You know, we'll see how that goes. My one big complaint with Drea, um, and I don't know how much you know about Gwyneth Paltrow and her goop company. It's pseudoscience, it's nonsense, it's a mess. And she she loves goop. So I cannot in good conscience, prior to the season at least, support Drea in any any sense. I hope she changes my mind, but but um that is something that I just can't can't get behind. I've never used the product, but I'll take your word for it. No, she she sells a she sells a candle that smells like her vagina. That's the name, that's the name of the candle. Oh, that sounds familiar. Yeah. That's the Still name have not used the product, but I'll uh, again I'll default to you for um, all things I guess celebrity um, and pop culture related. But I think that was the only one. A lot of people said they like watching movies as their hobbies, so that's good for me. But that is good for you. I noticed that too. It doesn't do do much in the in the survivor context. Um, any thoughts, Andrea? Um, yeah. So I well, I have I have notes for everyone. Um, the there's always like one or two sentences that catch my eye and I like to write down. So um, I, I like um, that she's a big Wentworth fan. I think that, you know, one of a few this season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Good person to at least observe and kind of see how they work their way through the game. Um, So yeah, I, um, other than that, I mean, she sounded like she had to overcome a pretty tough, pretty tough childhood. Um, I'm guessing you're going to hear about her dad passing away at some point in the season. And, um, you know, you, you mentioned that career, a lot of people kind of blow that up and, um, one specifically later on in this tribe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think like there's certain, I, I wouldn't call them careers, but professions or jobs that you can have that can prepare you a little better for this game. Um, most specifically the ones that you're just dealing with average people on an everyday basis. But, um, you know, I, I think that also like those kind of tough formative things early on in life can, um, prepare you for something like this. So I, I think that, you know, she's probably in pretty good shape as far as like toughness and, um, you know, ability to relate to people is going to go, but, um, yeah, overall, I mean, I think I had a pretty, pretty positive, opinion um from reading her bio the one the one thing that uh concerns me doesn't like dishonest people um so i guess that i mean i don't know you're you might be playing the wrong game but uh hey it's not everyone is going to be the same yeah uh that's gonna that's gonna be tough um in a game that is that almost requires lying um, so we'll see how that goes. You never know what happens. Um, but yeah, I got a pretty good feeling from her overall, aside from the goop thing, which I was, was saying in semi jest, I, I'm, I can't support that she supports it, but hopefully she's a good character and a good player and I can move past it. But yeah, I thought she was pretty solid. Uh, moving on Roxroy. What a name. First of all, just what a name. Yep. Oh, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'll just, I have to make a plug here. Um, you have to, I was trying to I lead you to. right into it. Yeah, I, I appreciate it. Um, you know, our viewers or listeners might not might not know um, my passion for for phenomenal names. Um, some are just awesome. Some are funny. But every year around March, I do a uh, bracket of the 64 best names in college basketball and um, throw that together. We put it on Matt's blog and 
that should be coming out next week. But yeah, Roxroy is uh, definitely the tier one name of this cast here. Um, you know, just pops right off the page at, at your uh, typical name enthusiast like me. So yep. um, and and when this episode publishes, the the name bracket will be have been out for a couple of days. Okay. Yep. So news from the couch, March, March, March Madness name bracket. Check it out. A lot of fun. Yep. But yeah, Rock <laughs> Roy. I just I just got kind of positive vibes from him. I I don't really have much to say strongly one way or the other. Um, but he just seems seems solid. He's he seems to have a good head on his shoulders. He's out there for the right reasons. I think he's I think he's gonna gonna be start off on a pretty solid footing. Yeah, I think yeah, not having not having a strong reaction either way might bode well. Um, that's one thing that I think can at least get you through the first few votes. And um, you know, when you say like he's he seems like a big golfer, that's kind of what I got from him. Mentioned that in a couple times, yeah. Yep. So um, that's I guess I I don't know if there's ever been like a huge. I, I'm guessing he's not really any kind of high level golfer, but just like sound like more just, just a hobby and he just enjoys it. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, says so he's a big golfer and um mentioned Cochrane in his bio, which was kind of interesting to me. Um so yeah, I again I, I think I overall had a generally positive feeling from him. Um he said he was I I, I forget if he was the one who said that he was gonna try and win the million dollars and then give it all to his wife. Yep. Cause I want to be there. So Jeff can hand me the million dollar check so I can hand it to my wife. Yep. Yep. There you go. Like that's the kind of commentary, like you don't need to have like big laughs, but that's just a clever, fun thing to say. So if he sticks around, if nothing else, he should be, be pretty entertaining. I think this season. Yep. All right. Moving on to Romeo, the pageant coach. I like him a lot too. Um, he's one of, one of two people that I like quite a bit on this tribe um, as far as just kind of potential goes. And so he, he's an immigrant um, and he grew up in South central LA, you know, kind of another theme or not a theme, but a uh, commonality between at least a few of the contestants is, you know, some, you know, tough, tough growing up, tough childhood or things that they went through in their life um, to, to kind of overcome, which can really only help in a, in a game like this. Um, but he wants to play like Todd, and Todd still holds up as one of the best winning games, just so just crafty and strategic. And if Romeo can model his game after that to an effective, you know, degree that could um, pose for some entertaining moments and some effective, you know, deep, deep gameplay. Yeah. Um, I had, I'm going to say I had less of a, less of a good read on him than you. Um, I, I mean, if he is anything like Todd, I think he'd have a good shot. Um, I think the difference here is, and and this is, I guess, more of a personal preference. But um, you know, when you start you start getting into like, why are you why are you going to win? And then you say, oh, it's because people are going to underestimate me because I'm I'm like small. I'm like gay. I'm Latino. It's like this is. I mean, I don't know. It's that's the kind of stuff where it's like, I, I feel like a lot of people are going to be coming in with, I'm, I'm on the bottom for all these reasons. And this, this is why, 
people are going to underestimate me and this is why I'm going to win. And I, I don't feel like any of those factors, like, it, I don't know. Um, like maybe small, but the, the other two are becoming less and less of a, a deal, I guess, for I mean, a better word in, in, in the current age of survivor. Yeah. And, and it's more like, I mean, if you come in with that mindset, everyone is going to have something working against them. Yeah. So it's, I hope that's not part of his like identity in the game. Um, is that he, he's kind of like taking on this underdog role that pretty much everyone could be playing. No, I see that. That's a good point. And yeah, if he, if he leans too much into that, it could pose, pose some problems for him um, throughout the game. Next up is Swathi, the youngest uh, contestant out this year, only teenager. I don't like her chances. I'm just going to say it. <laughs> okay. um, uh... A couple things. One, she specifically says, like for occupation, if it's student, it's student. She specifically says Ivy League student. Why does it got to be Ivy League? Just, just say college student. That's one thing. But but the other thing, I don't think she has a, the, quite the best um, mindset as to how it's going to, how this game is going to go. Because she said, um, like one thing that sets her apart or whatever the, the question was, she, she went through a really competitive public high school, which might prepare her in ways that other people don't have. And it's like, I mean, could your high school have been that much more competitive than anybody else's? And it's, it's high school. It was it, like high school is not difficult. Even <laughs> yeah. difficult high school is still just high school. I know people, you know, not talking about like bullying or that stuff, but like it's high school. You're a teenager. You have your parents that you have teachers there that, and you're talking just the competitive nature, especially if you're like the top of the class, everyone's going to be competitive at every high school you go to. So I don't, if that's kind of what she's relying on, I think she's in for a rude awakening. Yeah. I, I think some of it's funny. I, I, in general really like, um, when super young people and I'm, I'm only 31 myself, but when like super young people are like, they have to give examples of like big life experiences. And, um, it's like, this is what, this is all she's got, which is not her fault. Well, but, she's got military training. Like she, well, she went like straight from reserve training and had like two days and then went to, to survivor. Like that's way more of a, of a comparison than, than high school. You would think, but in her mind, um, no, the competitive high school. And, uh, I will say if you're, if you're going to go to college and learn a lot of complex topics, um, <laughs> like other, other players have told us in recent seasons, um, you know, a competitive high school is probably a good place to start, but I think, um, overall, I actually kind of like her. I hope that she sticks around for a while. Um, seems like she's got a lot of personality, um, is going to be her own person and, um, like other weird stuff. So she, she says she writes and directs her own show. Do you know anything more about that? I, I thought it was like a, like a play is how I took it. Okay. Um, I, I think they got mentioned on another site. I didn't make a note of it. I thought it was like a community theater. Maybe I could be wrong, but okay. it, I, don't, I don't think it's like a television show or anything like that. Yeah. Um, I, I kind of figured it was either that or maybe even like a podcast or something, but I, I don't know. Um, well, hell yeah, if, I, if podcasting prepares you for survivor. Well, why would he, they put us on? Why even play the rest of the season? Exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I, I think there's a lot, there's really a lot going on with her. Um, I don't know how it's going to come out on screen, but I'm kind of interested. Yeah, I, I, I like her. Um, and, and I think I can say that for, I think everyone on this cast, no one jumped out as like the jerk character or maybe that person's going to be going to be the villain of this season. Um, I, I, I like everyone on first impression, but like you said, there's kind of a lot there. And if she can't rein it in, could pose some problems early on for her if she can't find her footing right away. Yeah, I hope she does, though. Um, and I think she she mentioned uh, Victoria from Edge of Extinction. One of your faves. I know, I know. So I, that's another reason why I got to be in. All right, so that'll be Swathy. Torhi, to, I say that that way, Tori, uh, 25, therapist. I think she's got first boot energy. <laughs> okay. I... Um, I don't know if I watched her bio, so I didn't I didn't get the same impression from you, but I think that she's she's probably going to come in looking like a threat um, just with some of her background, like looks, physical prowess. Um, I'm curious what you mean by first boot energy, though. So. A, a couple things. She it sounds like she's gonna lean very hard into that therapist role. And while there are some correlations to talking to a therapist and survivor, I guess, it's still vastly different settings where if you're in therapy, like the intention there is to reveal not secrets, but things you that you don't really necessarily want other people to know or things that you know, private things about yourself. And that's the the environment is set up to do that. Around the island, everyone's going to be a little guarded. Just because you're a good listener or you know how to probe, you know, probe people for questioning, they know that's everyone's game. So I don't know that that's necessarily going to going to help her as much as she thinks it's going to. And I think she might just be over prepared. That mm -hmm. she went through, you know, she she's specifically wearing certain colors because of how because of the supposed psychological effects on people when they see different colors. Um, and I, I listened to the interview on, on Rob as a podcast. They did basically the parade.com interviews are, are the written version. And then on the pot, the session, podcast is basically just them speaking those words. The energy seems a little, little all over the place that in a small tribe of just six people, I, I think she could find herself on the outs pretty early because of that there's because like we saw last season there's nowhere to hide on such a small tribe and that if if she can't kind of like swathy if she can't kind of get it under control and stay kind of more steady for the first few days could be could be cause for concern early on but but i think she's someone where if she gets her foot in the game finds a, a solid you know alliance to work with then she could do some damage but that first day or two, I think for her is maybe more important than for some of the other people. Okay. Well, I, based on that, I think I agree with you on one main thing and disagree with you on one main thing. And the main thing that I disagree with you on is the first thing you said where, yes, you know, you're, if you're in therapy, you're, you're going to be revealing personal things about yourself and survivor. You're trying to, you know, try to keep a lot of that um under wraps so people don't really know your intentions but i think that 
also, if you're a therapist, you have a way of kind of coaxing that information out of people, um, like getting, like building a rapport with them. And um, I, I think that that in general will actually work positively with her game if she doesn't overdo it. Um, you know, I, I think it's, it's easy to just pick one person and stereotype them, but, um, you know, Denise watching her play Philippines and winners at war, um, you know, she just has that sense about her where people come to her and trust her. And, um, you know, Tori's got that too. I think that that could really be a big bonus for her. Um, where I, I, I think I'll jump in there. I think, um, the way she phrased it made me think she was going to use it to like coax them to like reveal secrets. I think I feel like Denise was just a way to gain like a comfort level with her. Yeah, and 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 maybe that's what Tori's going to do. Um, you know, time will only tell. But it, it felt like to me she was using it to say like she'll be able to to get people to confide in her where they maybe otherwise wouldn't with other people. Whereas if she takes this kind of the the slow play approach like Denise did, then it will come over time, but it's just because she's able to make them feel comfortable with her. And if she does that, then yeah, I think it could be a, a, a big boost, but it, that's not the impression that I got, but yeah, we'll see. Okay. Yep. And then um, the thing I agree with you on is that there's, there's no way to come prepared for this game. Like you, if you're trying to set your game up before you've even set foot there and met people like you, you have to adaptability is maybe the most important thing that you can have other than intuition in survivor. And like, if you come in with all your plans laid out and you don't adjust, I mean, you're what game are you even playing? You're, you're just kind of hoping that your, your initial plan works. And if it doesn't, you're out. Yeah, and did, one other thing, um, did you read the part about the her um, whole strategy called the T game? No. So this, I kind of like it, but there's a lot of questions. I had this whole strategy laid out. It's called T game, T E A. It's this alliterative alliterative acronym, and the E in that stands for extrapolate and exploit. We don't get the T or the A, <laughs> and E gets two words. <laughs> uh, doesn't address doesn't address that at all she wants to extrapolate information and exploit that for her own purposes great makes sense why does e get two what are the t and the a i well, need to know i need to know if she told us then she'd be revealing her strategy yeah but the games are done by this point <laughs> i know i was going to ask about because I'm, I'm not the only one to, to to catch that but that was interesting that she wouldn't at least say what the T and the A mean, even if the E is the only one you want to talk about. Yeah. But lastly, on the Ica tribe, we have Zach, 22, another student. This, I think, is would be my my top my top player from, from the Ica tribe. Um, he said one thing really interesting. One, he, he does speech and debate, and I think that's something that can really translate into Survivor because it's it's, it's all about how you speak to people, the words you choose. Um, but it, again, kind of, kind of like Tori, that's kind of about the same thing as well. Um, maybe more on an, on an emotional level, whereas Zach can maybe speak on a, on a logical level and can lay out the points and, you know, why this would be good or bad for someone to do. And, 
you know, he can, he can structure the argument. A therapist can maybe connect with you, but if they're not, they maybe not laying out a full plant step for a blindside type plan. Um, and he can probably structure that on the fly pretty well. And he said one quote that I really liked of loyalty doesn't matter to me, but, but I need people to think loyalty matters to me. And that that's a good mindset to have that if you can go through pretending to be loyal or being loyal until it doesn't serve you well to be loyal anymore, but, it, but have people believe that your loyalty is kind of a strong part. Now it's a fine line because if they think you're loyal and then you backstab them, it could you know flip the other way. But, but I, I think he's got a good approach to the game and, and I, I like, I'll be, I'll be looking at him a little more closely as far as like winter picks go, I think. Yep. Yeah. I think I, I really liked him from his bio. Um, he, he mentioned the meat shield strategy. Um, and I mean, just looking at him, I think it'll be pretty easy for him to find some people that are meatier than, than <laughs> him. So he's got options to work with there. Um, I, in general, um, yeah, I, I think he's going to do well. There's just an obvious direct comparison for me to make that he doesn't mention in his bio. Does he remind you of anyone who's played before? Um, he kind of looked like by, by appearance, just what he says, his background and sure. Yeah. How he looks. Um, well, I mean, he looks like Adam Klein, like he says, okay. maybe he looks a little like Donathan. Hmm. but Spencer, I was going to say Cochran. I think he's okay. I mean, he's got the debate background, um, little dorky, like kind of witty knows the game. Well, um, I, it was like, I don't know, to me, it was super clear that that's kind of the type of player that he's going to be, or at least that's my expectation of him. Um, so it would actually be, I, I hope it's a little bit different. Um, I love Cochran, but uh, yeah, it'd be, it'd be nice to get like kind of a modified new Cochran. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I, I hadn't thought of that, but, but it makes sense. Um, but yeah, I think that that's it for Zach. I got really nothing else to say. I just, I liked him quite, quite a bit. Um, so for, for Ica, who do you think might be in danger if they go to the first tribal council? Who's got to be watching out for themselves? Um, I'm. Oh, gosh, I'm going to go with Romeo. I think he he might be my first. Um, depends. Depends how much um, emphasis people put on like size and challenge strength early on. Um, Obviously, you know, if we're going by that criteria, Zach might be a candidate too, but I think that just from the bios, his people skills might um, be enough to set him up where he'd be in a position to stay. Those would, those would probably be my two though. Yeah, I, I still would lean towards Swathi or Tori. Um, Swathi's also got the, the youngest thing going against her, which that first boot, you're kind of looking for any reason that if they think she might not be mature enough for the game, might be hard hard to work with. That could be something that works against her. Uh, um, but I would, I'd probably say Swathi. But um, you know, we'll we'll see. That first vote is always something to watch for. All right, moving on to the Taku tribe, which will be wearing orange. We have Jonathan, twenty nine, a beach service company owner, 
Jackson, healthcare worker, Lindsay, dietitian, Mariah, stay-at-home mom, Marianne, seminary student, and Omar, a, a, an exotic animal veterinarian. Love that little little twist to the vet job. Yeah. Um, starting here with Jonathan, who does he remind you of? <laughs> just, in, just in appearance. Um, a different Jonathan? I don't know. One with, one with many, many nicknames? Yes. Yes, John Hennigan, one of our favorites, who I, I thought of instantly when when yep. I saw when I saw him his his picture there on the cast, um, but we go in alphabetical. So so Jackson, um, tied for the oldest in the cast at forty eight. Um, one more in the other tribe is forty eight as well. Um, so as far as he, I mean, yes, he's the oldest, but it's not like a prohibitive age. It's not a sixty or seventy year old, you know. Joe Del, Joe Del Campo or a guy Rudy who's like clearly like an old old person. Hey, whoa, whoa, whoa! There will be no wasn't a, that wasn't slander. He was literally an old guy. That's all <laughs> it was. A, he was just an awesome old guy. Yeah, true. Um, so Jackson, um, healthcare worker. He's, he's a bigger guy, but he um, so he might have that kind of alpha male physical threat based just off his appearance, but he did say that he might be a little quiet to start. Um, so I think that'd be good to kind of mitigate that perceived threat level that might happen right off, right off the bat. Although Jonathan might be a bigger physical threat based on appearance, especially when he says his pet peeve is wearing shirts. So we know we'll be um, seeing that, that ripped beach body as much, as much as he'll make it happen. Uh, but, but Jackson, I like Jackson. Um, now talking about life experiences and overcoming, you know, he's, he's a, a transgender man and he, and he transitioned at 40. So much later in life. Um, and he says, that's not an easy thing to do, especially when you come from a Southern Baptist home. So having that kind of experience and fairly recently, you know, relatively speaking, um, could, could definitely, you know, he can probably handle any sort of adversity that comes his way. Cause I can't imagine that was an easy thing to go through, um, or leading up to that either. Um, so we'll see how that, plays into maybe his strategy or just how he, how he deals with um, different adversity, like I said, um, coming his way. Um, but, but I, I like him. I think I got a good feel from his, from him as well. All right. Um, yeah. I, I can't say either way uh, how I feel about Jackson right now. I, I thought I had a decent idea reading Jackson's bio, but then watching his uh, watching the bio on Twitter, I got slightly a different vibe. Um, like, I I think like he'll have the down home Southern kind of like good guy thing that could work for him. Um, so that that could be good. Um, there was there was one thing that I read in the bio though that made me laugh, um, where it's like how 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 in this game are we? How aware are we? And uh, the question was, what's something people wouldn't know from looking at you? He said two things: one, I used to be a girl; two, I'm covered in tattoos. Now, I one of those may have gotten by me by looking at him, but I think I probably would have noticed the tattoos. Wait, is did he mean it as people wouldn't notice that, or is that? Because I read that too, but but I read it as um, 
that be that would be one thing to kind of also mask the fact that he that he used to be a, a female. Oh, so they could be related. They were related. That's okay. how I read it. That that but, would make a lot more sense. But I I read it in a much funnier way. <laughs> yeah, I I prefer I prefer your your reading of it. Yeah, they wouldn't know. But I have maybe maybe all the tattoos are under the shirt, so you. Yeah. Uh, but but also, it's not like women don't have a bunch of tattoos either. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I I really enjoy your your take on that. That. Yeah, just just oh. not just not involved or or mentally there because yeah, no one noticed these tattoos all over my body. Well, yeah, that was just more of a more of a funny observation. I was trying to tie into uh, yeah. <laughs> how, how I could see Jackson just debuting on the island, but um, yeah, I I would say I generally just don't have any kind of uh, idea of what we're gonna get from him. Okay, that's fair. Um, I actually like this tribe a lot overall. L- looking at it now compared to the first one and we've got coming, they might be the, the least messy tribe, I think. They might be the um, Luvu from 41, if, the, okay. if there will be. I, that They kind of would be my pick. Um, moving, moving on to Jonathan, though, he does have that kind of stereotypical alpha male kind of physical beast um, but he's only one. There isn't, there aren't a lot of players like that this season. So I'm wondering if that will help or hurt, um, you know, if it'll make them stand out even more or if people say, Oh, there aren't that many. We can get them out anytime because they don't have to worry about five, six, seven of those kind of guys sticking around. Um, but he, he wants to play that provider role, which typically doesn't really mean anything as Ozzy learned multiple times, but with the newer seasons um, set up where there's less food, less supplies, he might kind of be coming in at the right time. If that's what he wants to do, but that goodwill can only take somebody so far in the game. Yeah. Um, I was thinking that too. I mean, I, <laughs> I, I had a feeling from reading the bio and then it was kind of like, over confirmed from watching the video um that he he's like i want to win the most challenges ever i'm i'm super physically prepared i was like this guy prepared for survivor in 2005 like he's i and i don't know if that's like when he first devised his strategy and then it just never changed or if he thinks that like this season is going to be like that, but this is, he did not, nothing that he said indicated that he has a clue of what's going on in the current game of survivor. Well, it's um, funny you mentioned that because on one of the questions of what's the best advice you received before coming out, um, he says some survivors like a poker game. You can't predict the cards and how other people are going to get, get dealt. It's a new game. Every time you can't watch these old seasons and think you have it all figured out. You have to be ready for anything because it'll never be the same. So he he prepares to win all the challenges and catch the fish. But okay. he also prepared when he was 14, being on a show called Endurance. You see that in the interview? Whatever, no. Whatever that is. It's like a survivor type show for kids, I guess. And he was on that and he said he just got the itch ever since. That was 15 years ago. Um, so he has been preparing since about 2005-ish. Is that, right. is, that, is that Matthew even close to right? Uh, I That's would close. Say, 
it's two, close. 2000, yeah, late. 2005 to 15. Yeah, 2020. Yeah, close enough. Sure. Um, yeah. And, I think he's going to be uh, fun. I think he's going to be a lot of fun. He could, he could be fun. He could be fun. I hope he is. Um, I He said he's like, he wants to be like Ozzy, but with wit. So I was like, well, <laughs> so not like Ozzy. But hey, Ozzy made that stick. That's kind of witty. It, his comment about spending hours on it was witty. I spent hours on that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Lindsay. I I like Lindsay a lot. I think she could come off as a little aggressive, which would get her into trouble. But if if um if that's not an issue, I I like her. I like her quite a bit. Um, the not really sure what else to say. I mean, but based on her her interview, um. Just, I mean, like most people, she's a huge fan, which at this point in the game doesn't really say anything about someone's chances, I don't think, because everyone basically is going to be a big fan. Um, and I, what do you think about her comparison to, to Stephanie LaGrosa as like a non winner she identifies with? Um, just a badass, well liked, really nice, and just kind of that, that never give up toughness. Um, and that, I feel like based on her interviews, that does embody Lindsay pretty well. Um, now people have varying opinions on, on Stephanie's game, but, but I do think there are positives to take away, to take away from that. If that's how you're going to kind of model your game after. Um, yeah, I, uh, I don't know if I like it. I feel like a lot of like Stephanie had some good characteristics that would translate today, but I think that her downfalls of just being like too stubborn, um, like kind of seeing the game one way is, I mean, that's, that's really what I remember from her. I mean, I remember I heroes versus villains is the, yeah. Her, her Guatemala is maybe a more. Yeah. Yeah. Positive. Um, um, Indicate or view or showing of her, of her as a player. Yeah. So I, I don't know if I if that's who she's trying to play like I don't know if I love it um, but I I agree with you I think that like she's she's going to be really good times if uh, if she can stick around and not be that like kind of obnoxious first target out of the game yeah I think that's kind of the danger um, that she could come in just loud and obnoxious and they lose and day day two they're like well that's the easy vote just get rid of Lindsay. um i I think maybe for her maybe more than anybody else actually no second after one person on the next tribe we'll get to not going to that first tribal is going to be super key and i know that maybe a dumb thing to say because it's key for anybody but i think specifically for someone who who could come off and have a poor first impression that have but then having time to kind of fix that if you will and and you know correct any kind of misgivings that maybe come at the beginning i think she can form some bonds and like i said just be an absolute blast for however long she's out there yeah and i think like that's that's kind of another thing that um i alluded to with with romeo earlier where um someone like Lindsay is going to come into this game like growing up kind of my impression is loud and boisterous and um like maybe maybe a little hard-headed aggressive um and those are all those are all qualities in survivor 
that like, especially early on in the game are going to make it really hard for you to stick around. Um, and so, you know, that, that's, that's just what I mean by everyone is going to have these things coming in. And um, I think that she in particular uh, is going to have a hard time maybe like warming up or, or having her tribe warm up to her. Um, so that's my only fear. But um, I mean, other, other good things, uh, football player. I mean, come <laughs> on. That's about as good as it gets in my mind. Um, and then uh, the other thing is she, she thinks she's going to outgrind all the people who get hungry. Um, oh yeah. Cause is she the one who said, cause people are stupid. And when they get hungry, they don't know, they don't know how to act or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Love, I love that. Just hey, also people are stupid. Love that. That that's, that's the kind of energy I need from, from at least one player each season. Sydney gave it to us on season 41. And I think Lindsay's Lindsay could be that person on a different kind of track, but same kind of vibes. Yep. Yep. For sure. All right. Moving on to Mariah. Um, she's a, she's a stay at home mom and fair, unfair moms get a a tough rap if that's kind of the role you take on on the island so i think that's what she needs to avoid is not becoming the mom of the tribe because every time someone betrays you as as the mom it hurts that much more even if it's no different from any other you know blindsider betrayal Um, look how far a girl heather made it who uh that that was her (laughs) name right yes Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I, well, I'm going to, I'm going to jump in. Um, I, I really like her and she's another person. I think she's at probably even with Lindsay on the tribe, the biggest risk of being the first boot, but she's probably the last person. Eh, I, I won't say last, but she's one of the last people I would want to see go first from this tribe. Um, like just a couple things that caught my eye. She, she says that uh, she's a softy, but with a spicy side. Um, and then also like mentioning um, just like emotional intelligence and the ability to read people as like the two things that she has that could help her win the game. And um, you know, if like, I, I just kind of like the feeling that I, get from her um i think that she is she's not gonna like really pop off the screen i don't think but she's gonna have a lot of qualities that will help her bond with people and potentially make it far the one thing that that worries me um because i agree with most of what you said is when talking about what she desires in an alliance partner she said she kind of thinks there's a 24-hour trust and well i don't disagree with that concept how she voices that to people she's working with if she does it all could be very detrimental because if, if i'm voting with someone and she's oh yeah we'll, we'll work together tonight but who knows about tomorrow I'm like okay well i'm gonna try to vote you off then right now if that's what you're gonna say that keeping keeping that kind of in check and not maybe making it known even if you believe that which is totally fine but it, it won't do much to, to to you know garner trust in people to work with you on a continued basis if they can't trust you from day to day. Yeah. I, 
I think we probably read some different stuff there then. Um, <clears throat> or like I, I missed something, but, um, but other, other than that though, I, I do agree with, I think everything you said there, I think she's got, got a de- decent shot to go pretty, pretty far here. If she can get past that trust thing and, and work that, I think that's going to be the biggest, biggest risk for her. Yeah. And who knows? I mean, she could come into the game, like laying pretty low, not talking about much of that stuff, just kind of feeling people out and seeing who she wants to work with. And then, um who knows i mean there's a good chance we don't even hear anything about the 24-hour trust thing yeah it's one thing to to think it's another thing to openly voice it all right uh next up on the taku tribe is marianne i i like her a lot i think she's just i think as she says she's just like bubbly and that's the exact exact word i would i would use to describe her just just bubbly and energetic now, like almost anything on this show that can be a double-edged sword, that if she comes out and she's too just hyper and I want to say too happy, but just too energetic, that can also push people the wrong way. You got to find that balance and that, um, you know, she does say she's super talkative. That can push people the wrong way as well, um, depending on how, on what you're talking about, or if you just never, ever stop, even if someone clearly wants you to stop. Um I think that's going to be her her biggest thing, but I think she's going to bring great energy to the tribe and to the game. I, I like her quite a bit. You will see how it translates. Um, yeah, there there will be energy. Um, I think you and me are going to disagree on her maybe the most out of everyone on this list. Um, I, well, she says that she's a great listener and she also says that her pet peeve is when people don't listen to her. So uh, we'll see how that goes. But with the coming in with a pet peeve of people not listening to you is uh, not not something that I think is going to go over super well. I one thing that's always that I always think about is so on on these interviews they always say what are your pet peeves, and every season there's people on the cast who list oh my pet peeve is this super important thing that I have to do well in Survivor. How often does that actually come into play, or does that have a direct correlation to that player uh, getting voted out? Time. Yeah, oh, 94? 94, yes. There's been oh, studies. okay. I didn't know you had the number right there. Yep. Um, that'd be inter- interesting to see just because because we, we talk about it every season when we, when we look at the cast that, oh, this person hates you know stubborn people, or they, they hate people who are lazy. And it's like, okay, like, yeah, you do. But if someone's lazy on your tribe, are you going to berate them? and then mess up your game like that kind of thing. It, it makes for a good, like talking point and something to watch for, but I don't like to put too much stock into that without actually seeing the, any of the show, but I, I get what you're saying that, and wh- where there is concern there though. Well, it's, I mean the, that's one part of it, but the other part is kind of the, the unawareness of, Oh, I consider myself a good listener, but like at heart, I don't like people who don't listen to me. And like, that's, that's one of the, I don't know. It's, it seems hypocritical to me. And if that comes across on screen, I'm probably not going to like her a lot. Um, but you make a good point, you know, like that can be how you feel, but as long as no one in the game knows that, then you're probably fine. Yeah. And then she's also a seminary student. Um, which kind of like the the moms of Survivor, 
a, a people in religious work or in in the seminary they sometimes get an unfair an unfair rap just because people have these different expectations of them even though they're all playing the same game and that everyone's playing by the same rules which basically to an extent there are no rules um so we'll see how that how she navigates that if she, it sounds like she'll she's not gonna like hide it um but just seeing how if it, if it comes into play at all would be another thing to keep a watch for and last person on this tribe jared have you watched um the legend of cora I, I'm through, uh, I made it through about two seasons, I think, but it wasn't like a, it wasn't like a really detailed observational watch. Okay. So I think season three is where the the reference comes in because this guy's name is Omar or maybe Omer if he said it, I think he said that way, but his last name is Zahir and Zahir is the main villain of season three of Legend of Korra. And he's one of the most badass dudes of all time. He's an incredible character awesome villain so um chris you know who also does the australian coverage coverage with me and myself this guy's gonna be at the top of our list no matter what just because of that name um but i also like him even even without that that name reference i i hope i hope so much that probes calls him zahir i just i just need that that'd be incredible um but he's an exotic animal veterinarian i i just i like so much about him um one thing that i think will be key for him he mentions um talk about like natalie anderson and her san juan del sur game where when she finds a better opportunity she goes for that opportunity and and that's that's super important in survivor is not not getting yourself you know cemented down into this plan or that plan or this alliance or that alliance because your day one group or your day 10 group still maybe won't get you to that day 26 end of the game. And if an opportunity comes that is going to increase your chance of doing that, you should take it. So doing it, of course, is is different than saying you're going to do it. So we'll see if he can follow through on that. But but I I like I like Omer. All right. Well that uh I I don't have the same feeling. Um I I feel like he is going to come in um, thinking that he kind of knows everything. That's, that's my impression that I get from him. Um, And, you know, like I, again, I could be wrong about that, but I, I don't know. Um, Yeah. The, the only other thing that I, that I noted on here from his bio is that he doesn't like when uh, it's unrelated to the game, but uh, doesn't like when people complain about uh, the prices of veterinary bills. Yeah, I saw that as pet peeves. What was, what was the other one where they're like when people talk bad about pigeons? Uh, well, he did that in his bio, didn't he? He was like, "Yeah, like pigeons, they're like simple and no one, well, or something." I don't I, know. I, I think he was using that as an example of of how he wants like be perceived, maybe. Okay. But yeah, the cost of veterinary care, people always complain about that because I'm sure it's expensive when it doesn't have to be. Who knows? That's a discussion for for another time, if, if ever. But um, but yeah, pigeon, pigeons suck. Um, so yeah, pigeons, I, I will talk about pigeons all day because they're the worst. Well, yeah, I- uh... They're gross and just disgusting. Sorry, Omar. 
Well, yeah. So uh, that's th- those are my thoughts on him. Um, I think that he's he's going to come in um, thinking pretty highly of of his chances. And um, granted, I I kind of got the same feeling about Ricard, and he turned out to play a really good game. Um, be one of the more you know entertaining players to watch on the season, well-rounded players. So that could be the case here too. But um, yeah, just just going off my first impression. All right. So for Taku, who do you who do you see as maybe that that likely first boot when they go to their first tribal? I'm I'm unfortunately gonna go with uh, Mariah. Okay. Just the, the stereotypical, um, like older person on the tribe mom vote. It's just it's it. I've seen it too much, and I I don't want it to happen, so I know it will. That's that'd be a really boring first boot if that's the reason for it. Um, I could maybe see. I mean, Lindsay is Lindsay and Marianne are in danger, just because of the things we talked about. Um, but Jackson, he might. While while I like people laying low to start on a tribe like this, that might hurt him because there's some big personalities. And so they might they might target him just because they don't feel like they maybe don't know him or get a feeling for him if he is going to kind of hang out in the background to start the game, um, but but and maybe maybe Omar if he does come in as if it presents as arrogant if he thinks he knows the game really well, but I don't really no one to me jumps out as like oh this person is going to be in trouble, um, but unfortunately I do think that Mar- Mariah the older mom might just be a default vote but hopefully they won't go that route but i'm this was the hardest one i had to, to pinpoint a, a first boot and i i might say jackson but with like zero confidence yeah and i you know i mean i don't really have yeah i didn't really get a good read on jackson um if if you're saying you could see him laying low though i think that might actually do well with a bunch of big personalities i think the more big personalities you have obviously there's going to be two that clash and probably one of those people goes. So um, that, that could help him out, but yeah. We shall see. We shall see. All right. Under our third and final tribe, Vati, uh, the green tribe, uh, Chanel 29, an executive recruiter, Daniel Strunk, 30, a law clerk, Hi, a 29 year old data scientist, Jenny, 43 year old creative director, Lydia, 22, a waitress, and Mike, 48, retired firefighter. Um, Chanel, the recruiter, starting with her. Um, one thing that jumped out to me, she said she hopes people perceive her as strategic and smart. And I disagree with that as a hope. Yep. For obvious reasons. Yes. I mean, yes. You want to be strategic and smart without people knowing you're strategic and smart. Yeah. What, what, were, your, what were your thoughts on, on Chanel or is that kind of it? I, I think she's just going to be a lot. She's just, she's going to be a lot to handle. She's going to need everyone to know how, how smart she is. Um, I, it could last for a couple episodes. I just, I don't see her like gaining the social 
I guess not a capital. Yeah, it's capital. A, it's a good enough votes at the end. I just don't really see it happening. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I, I don't feel great about her chances, but I think she might avoid that first boot because of this next guy, <laughs> Daniel. Who honestly, this try might have my two favorite players character wise um and daniel's one of them did you watch it any of his video or like hear him speak i did not hear him talk but i feel like i got sufficient information from yes i i love this guy he is just awesome he's self-deprecating he's funny um maybe to a fault for this for this game but the the energy he he gives me some serious Jacob Derwin vibes from Ghost Island. Oh no, that uh, and I can't get on board with that. You just you just you disagree with that comparison? I don't know. I I hope he's not. Or like, you? Oh, okay, okay, yeah. Because I I agree. I I want him to stick around for a long, long time. But um, that that manic energy on a small tribe, you know, might be. Might be a bit much, but I think this could be a disaster tribe. I it's shaping up that way through the first two people. Um, <clears throat> I, I mean, yeah, I his his notes section for me was the longest of uh, <laughs> everyone. Um, yeah, he's. I mean, he says big movie guy too. Got to got to mention that. Um, but yeah, I mean, he was using words in his bio that I didn't even know. I had to like look them up to know what he was talking about. <laughs> um, so that's like maybe not a good sign for fitting in right away. But, um, you know, just the lines about like oatmeal raisin cookies being disguised as chocolate chip cookies and all that stuff. It's like, man, this guy is like a lot. He he could be. Um, yeah, but that's. Again, I gotta I gotta remind myself these bios aren't exactly how people always come across on TV, and um, hopefully he can dial it in enough to make it several shows. Um, like, seems to just his background is wild. He has like a really good understanding of like history, um, like, and then as far as Survivor goes, um, he says like of the people he will model. He mentions Yule. Okay, pretty good. Todd. Yep. And then Fabio. So uh missed the Fabio part. Oh yeah, he he definitely there's a Fabio name drop in there. And uh that's gotta be uncommon at best. <laughs> I I would think so. Um, but I hope he's right. Incredible stuff. Yeah. He even if it's one episode, I I pray it's more. I think, I think he's going to get a, a bunch of confessionals right off the bat. I think he's going to be fantastic. Um, and again, hopefully he sticks around for a long time, but I'd be less than surprised if he ends up being the first boot off of, off of Vadi. Um, next up, we've got Hai, and his last name is, is, I don't know if it's pronounced like Gang or Zhang, but there's so many you know, puns and jokes that can be made out of his name just right there. You know, his fans can be called the high gang made right there. Um, works up that as you go through the season. Um, two things stuck out to me about him. He thinks Natalie Anderson played the best winning game of the modern era, which is just untrue for lots of reasons. 
she played a fantastic, perfect end game. Um, but overall, um, no. But the thing that he that he said that I really, really liked is that he doesn't think that the starting tribe arbitrary numbers should dictate the game. And that could lead to some nice exp- explosive stuff when we get to the eventual merge if he makes it that far. Because last season, there was no no tribe swap. It was just the three tribes until the merge. And when we see those seasons, it's very common for those original numbers just to stick together. And I agree, it's very boring that happens. I mean, look at season one. It was just a straight pagonging of the original numbers. So if he's willing to mix that up and and break up these since day one alliances to change the game, that could pose or make for some really fun kind of merge episodes if he gets to that point. Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I don't have much to, to say about him. Um, he seems to, yeah, I, uh, I, I don't even know. Yeah. I don't know what feeling I got from him. I think like he's probably one of the ones with the most unknowns coming in for me. Um, just based on like what personality he's going to take on um, where he's going to fall in the tribe. I could see him kind of getting swallowed up um, by a couple of the other big personalities we've already mentioned, um, which could work in his favor, especially if he does plan on having kind of a changeable game um, when he gets farther in. So that could set up well for him, but um I don't really have any like preconceived images of how he'll be playing, you know, yet. Yeah, I'd agree. I think he has definite potential, but yeah, it was hard to get a read on him. Um, like, like we done some of the other players next up, we have Jenny and another potential first boot. I think for this tribe that makes three out of the so far four. Um, her, her thing that really stuck out to me, was when she came into she got a new when she got a new job and she came into the place with an established team and she said to them like they already had a leader and I was come here I was coming in telling them we have to do things differently now I'm sorry not everything you do is perfect we're going to make it better and is that kind of that attitude might work in a corporate environment but if you come out in, with that kind of mindset on Survivor to tell people that what they're doing is not the right way to do things. Here's how we're going to do things. It's not really a leader at that point. It's, I guess, a dictator. If maybe I'm just extrapolating way too much, but that was kind of the feeling that I got. And if she's not able to, to connect with people on that kind of level, it might just be easy enough to just vote her out if she ends up being too controlling. Yeah, I some structure might be good for this group from what we're seeing so <laughs> far. Um, so yeah, again, I her of watching like of of all the ones that I watched. um, Yeah. She, she and hi both. I just didn't really, I didn't get like a gut read on either of them. Like, I feel like there's a lot more to Jenny that she just couldn't like, it didn't come across in her, in her um, pre-show stuff. Okay. Yeah. And maybe it was more of a gut feeling that, didn't quite seem like she's will be long for the game, but you know, we'll see. Um, she did say that she is crafty and good with her hands. And if you're thinking back to 
um, Ghost Island again with Wen or with Wendell, and even on Winners at War, you know the stuff he did with the with the camp setup, and you know that that's his job, so it makes sense. Now I don't know what crafting duel with her hands necessarily means. Well, she said she but, was a welder. Right? Oh, that's right. I knew I was forgetting something. A welder, so maybe transferable to working with the wood on the island. But if she can do that, kind of like John or want, Jonathan wanted to provide the food, if she can make the camp more comfortable while not like dictating, hey, you guys do all this work and it'll be good. Like I'll do it. That could buy a lot of goodwill. Yeah, I will see. I think that <laughs> like, but again, that, that might just be something that say, oh, that's nice, but it's not going to be reason enough to keep her around. Yeah. Um, and I think that that might be one of those things. Like I've, I have a tendency of kind of reading too much into some of this bio stuff, but I don't really, I doubt we would see that come into play for her. Um, yeah just on especially on the level that um wendell was doing it yeah that, that was absurd gotta love it though yeah all right next up um along with daniel lydia is one of my favorite people oh love her too this is she, good word yes she yeah. she might be my winner pick just off of who i want to win um and i i hope i hope her game matches up to that she she is just an absolute blast from everything that, that you can tell in reading and, and watching. She's, she's going to be fun and funny, entertaining. She seems to really know herself and is just going to go for it, which I, which is the attitude I love on, on this show. Um, but she is, she's going to be an absolute blast. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, it's, it's just tough to like, I I'm so worried that, a lot of my favorite people are going to be gone soon because um, like if you're going down the list of, you know, checkpoints or like qualities that you like to see on your tribe early on, she doesn't seem like a super physically intimidating player um, who's going to help you through all the challenges. She's kind of young, might be perceived as inexperienced. And I just hope that they, they give her a chance to stick around. I, th I think she might benefit from having Daniel on the tribe okay. because I feel like a lot of what people might dislike about her in terms of just like energy and whatnot, he'll have and to a more extreme degree, which makes me sad because I, I don't want either of them to go anywhere near the beginning of the season. Um, but I, I think she might be able to hide behind him as a shield in a sense because he, he might overtake that kind of erratic personality from, from day one. Okay. Yeah. But again, I hope I'm very wrong on that and that yep. they form a Wendell Dom duo and take it to the end. Oh gosh, that'd be amazing. That'd be incredible. Uh finishing up here on both Vati and the tribe the season as a whole for the cast, we have Mike, the retired firefighter. Love this dude too. Oh, he that's this is good. We're we're like pretty much um I think seeing everything the same way on, on these last few here. Yeah, he, he's a him. he's a big guy, firefighter, but he's got a softer side, more of a sensitive side, um, which you kind of need as a as a bigger physical threat. Unless you're just going to bulldoze your way to the end through challenge wins, you need to have people see the other side of you, and hopefully he can he can get that to come across. Um, but one quote he said um, that I really really like. So one of the things I ask is, you know, a winner and a non-winner you identify with, and he said um, Tony just in terms of a few you know, similarities, but he said, I'm not sure that I can be a Tony. I know I'm going to be a Mike and I want to be a Mike. And I like that. Just like, I'm not trying to be anybody else. 
I want to be me and it's either going to be good enough or it's not going to be good enough. Yep. I think there, there's only so much you can do. And, uh, we, we mentioned, you know, if you come in trying to be someone else or with a strategy and you can't, you can't rely on your own experience, um, and your own gut instincts to take you through the game, then you don't really have anything. And, uh, yeah, I, I hope you're right about that. He just, I, I like that he said he's he's got the gift of gab and he's yep, uh, that was great. He's anticipating, you know, being pretty friendly with Probst. And uh, <laughs> I, I'd love to see Jeff kind of get back in a little more personal with uh, some of these people. Yeah, that um, that's something I would definitely agree with. And I, I hope I hope 41 was just kind of an aberration or an exception as he was kind of feeling things out in this new quote unquote new era of the show um, that he'll get more comfortable kind of getting into with people. Even if he just goes after those who maybe give it back, maybe like, like a penner might, we, we need some of that, the, the sassy comments, the borderline insults to people. Like it makes it so much more fun when someone sucks at a challenge and probably just calls them out. Like it's, it's never in a, like a making fun of type of way. It's always in jest and it's always, it's always a good time. Well, it's like it's on camera. We all saw it. Like yes, we what? all saw War Dog have the worst throwing form of all time, maybe in any Survivor show ever made. Call him on it. Yeah, it's it's fine. It happened. Like it, I don't. I I hope he doesn't hold back as much. Yeah. Um. Oh, we didn't discuss who might be a first boot on. I mean, we kind of did, but maybe not formally. I I think. Uh, Chanel, Daniel, Jenny, and Lydia. <laughs> yeah, you're all in trouble. <laughs> okay. Um, if I had to guess, I would I would probably say Daniel, as much as it hurts me. But this tribe, especially based off first impressions, could go any number of ways, and I, I don't think I'd be surprised. Yeah. Um, you know how passionate I am about the happiness hedge, so I'm going to say <laughs> that Daniel goes first. Yeah, that would, that would be devastating, but it's well within the realm of possibility, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. All right, that finishes up the the cast. Anything else, um, cast or big picture, or otherwise, that we didn't get to? Um, no, no. I think I mean this is probably a good place to call it on the cast. It's just it's nice to speculate and um, kind of get excited about what's coming up and and who you could like, but. Yeah, at a certain point, you just kind of got to let it let it play out. Um, I kind of want to come back and review this and compare um, or at least keep my notes and compare kind of later on in the season how everyone was. Com- yeah, like the, yeah. Where we right, were well, today. Before we sign off, a couple things to plug. Uh, again, once again, the name bracket, as you mentioned with, with Roxroy, that'll be out by the time this episode posts, newsfromthecouch.com. That's uh, get your votes in on that. And Australian Survivor is still going strong. A fantastic season right now that Chris and I are covering each week, um, covering the, the week's episodes. And as far as schedule goes, since those release on Thursdays as well, I wouldn't anticipate anything changing. Um, I might just spread them out in terms of what time of day they get put out while um, there is a little bit of overlap. So I anticipate that staying on Thursdays as well. This will be out every Thursday as normal. and. There will be, I'll mention it now, week two, I'll be out of town. I should still be able to be able to record 
but we'll deal with that. We'll update you if anything changes, but just something to, to keep in mind as we approach the season. Again, Survivor premieres March 9th, and we'll be back with our premiere recap on March 10th. And so make sure you are subscribed, Apple, Spotify, anywhere you listen. You can, you can find us there, Talking Llama Pod. And follow us on Twitter at Llama Talk Pod, on Instagram at Talking Llama Pod. For Jared Sundin, this is Matt Hambage, and we'll see you next time for another Scoop of the Crispy. Mm-hmm.